Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. And welcome to the third and final hour, hour three of Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't care. <laughs> no, not no. at all. He just takes what he wants, right? That's right. That, was that the honey badger? Yep, that's what takes what he wants. Mr. Rogers is here as well. What would you tell Lady Elaine? If you were talking with her right now, I would tell her to blend her rouge. I would tell her she looks She's a little heavy handed with the rouge, little heavy handed. Um, well, let's get started. I saw Wicked last night, uh, the latest touring production of the Broadway hit Tony Award winning hit. It's actually more than a hit. Uh, it is a phenomenon. It's iconic. It's one of the most successful Broadway shows ever. Oh, it's so good. It, and it's and I thought of this yesterday. The proof is in the pudding because I, I've gone to a lot of preview nights. And this is not really a preview, but what I mean by that is the second night is usually when the Hennepin Theater Trust invites us media yahoos. And you... I, you can tell how popular this show is because sometimes they put us yahoos uh, close to the front. But because this shows popularity and so many people want tickets, and even though it's running for a month, we were back. It, we were in the, the nosebleeds. And I laughed. I thought, this is appropriate. We should be back here. The uh, regular folks should be up in front. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Also, this proves that even... Even after 16, 17, 18 years, this show is still a phenomenon. Very popular. Yeah. It's a very popular show. Yeah. Okay. It's well, still, it's, that was beautiful, Lex. I like that. I was just gravity. letting you go. It defies gravity. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. Well, that song, you know, I took my mom. My mom has never seen a Broadway show, uh, never seen a show like this. And I could not wait for, well, overall for her to see it. But I also was so excited for the Act One closer, which is the song Alexis just said, uh, <laughs> "Defying Gravity." Oh, when so the, beautiful! When the wicked, when magical, when the wicked witch realizes that the Wizard of Oz is kind of an asshat, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm done, and I'm going to use my wickedness." This, and she she rises for the first time. She defies gravity and flies. And the actress, the Wicked Witch, takes air. And you're like, it looks magical. It's like, oh my gosh. 
it's one of the best closers of Act One of any modern musical. It really is. Here's if you if you've never seen it, you can feel the excitement in the music. I've queued it up here. Oh, perfect. Here's that moment of Defying Gravity. So oh, good. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. the original Broadway cast. That's obviously Adele Dazim. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John Travolta. Yeah. There it is. It's so good. <laughs> and Kristen Chenoweth. And Kristen Chenoweth. That's from the that's the original Broadway cast. Um, I, I've seen this about, uh, uh, four or five times, about a half dozen times. How's this cast? Really good. Really good. Uh, the, and I asked, I asked Colin because Colin has seen it quite literally a dozen times and, and he's a theater nerd. And I said, Colin, what's the most important thing? A good Alphaba, the Wicked Witch, or a good Galinda, and he said a good Galinda can either sink or help the production to swim. Oh, okay. Thank goodness this is a great Galinda. This is a great Glinda. Oh, I love it. She's really good. My only beef in this production of Wicked is, and this is a technical thing, I hope some folks at the Orpheum are listening or from the production Y'all need to turn the bass and you need to turn the music up a little bit. Um, unfortunately, the Defying Gravity moment, it wasn't as exciting as I've seen it in the past. It, it, it was a little bit of a whimper. At, it oh, was really? still great. You want yeah. to feel it in your loins. Oh, we want, yeah, gird your loins. I want to feel it rumble. When, yeah. that, when, when Alphaba takes flight, that, that orchestra, that should be like, you should get gooseys in your privates. And Everybody, it didn't happen, huh? Um, it did just because of I wanted my mom to see it, but so turn up that bass, Orpheum. Okay. Yeah, turn up the it's bass. It's all about and, that bass. That's the truth with most things. Yeah, and Colin said the same thing. It seemed a little. Everybody was a little quiet. Ugh. So turn that up, everybody. Turn that up. Yeah, it's interesting that you ask. Is it better to have a stronger Alphaba or Galinda? I feel like they. It's more the chemistry between the two. Did you f- sense that? That they yes. really did a good yes. job together. These two actresses have great chemistry as because you you need to believe that. Yeah. You need to believe you need to believe that these two women, for all of their differences, love each other and they and, and that they have a great they have an actual friendship. And you believe it with these two. You do. It's a good point, Lex. But I was saying individually for oh, Colin. Sure. Yeah, but, no, I think. But yeah, you're, you're right. Too. Oh, but you're right. If if the the whole story hangs on believing that these two witches from different backgrounds are friends, mm-hmm. and you believe it with these two actresses, you awesome. do. Did was there a standing ovation at the end? Of it's... course, Minnesota gives. No, this isn't. <laughs> it deserved it. Yeah. But let's be clear: Minnesota would give a standing ovation <laughs> to a third grade puppet show. So I mean, it's that's that's just how we are here. <laughs> it just Really, I mean, it's not throwing shade. It's just the truth. And some of you are nodding in your car. We, if two dogs run in circles and catch a ball, we'll give them a standing ovation. You know, (laughs) we love to give a standing ovation. How Um, was the scenery? How was the set? The set's great. You know, the set really hasn't changed a lot through all the iterations. Um, Now, obviously, the Broadway set for Wicked, that's what we're talking about. If you just tuned in, the Broadway set is 
twice the size. I mean, if you if you are a fan of Wicked, Colin said you absolutely have to see it on Broadway. Even now, even after all these years, because it's a different experience. The set is twice as big. The set kind of comes out into the audience, yeah. and it's it's quite all kind of encompassing. And uh, but this set is great. It's it's nice. I mean, the Orpheum. Come on, Lex. You oh, know, you know, the Orpheum is so good. gorgeous. And it's beautiful. Every seat's good. And so they're here for a month. Is that they're here for a month? Fantastic. They're here through the end of uh, August, right? Basically up to the fair. And I'm so glad you asked about chemistry because, you know, it, it really shows at the end of the show um, when they're kind of saying goodbye and they're realizing that there's kind of a turning point in their friendship. And we're talking about the Wicked Witch and then Glinda. And then they sing my favorite song. I love this song so much. It's probably just one of my all-time favorite songs. And that's For Good. Mm. The words. Goosies. Yeah, the words get you every time. I'll play a little bit more. It just talks Mm. about how important the people are in your life. Help us most grow. So beautiful. Oh, man, the first time I saw this, I was weeping. Oh, me too. So, uh, and you, you, you you have to, you know, you're embarrassed, right? At the same time, then you look around, everybody else is crying, so you feel a yeah. little bit better, but you just are like trying to hold it in, but you just can't. I mean, it's, it, this is such a touching show, and the way that they have really flipped Wizard of Oz on its head, it's just, oh. it's brilliant, the story. You look at Wizard of Oz so differently after you see Wicked. Mm-hmm. It, it's from a whole different vantage point. So go see it. It's at the Orpheum. Tickets are available for the next month. Programming note, I'm actually going to be interviewing Galinda oh, and Alphaba today on the Jason Show. I'll, uh, I'm getting both of them, so I can't wait. Uh, that's today on are the old talk show. Too, I don't think so. I don't think they're allowed to. Yeah. Oh, I don't I, even I, get them in studio. They have to They have to do it during do, oh, uh, their Zoom. Just God, keep everybody it's... safe and healthy. So. Oh, yeah. Speaking of safe and healthy, she's both of those things. Special guest star, Heather Locklear, I mean, Holly Roberts, <laughs> will join us for the Dirt Alert when we come back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Hour three, shiver me timbers. Ah. Hold on to your wigs and keys. Get ready to party. Ladies and gentlemen, here with the Dirt Alert is our special guest star, not Heather Locklear. No, special guest star, Holly Roberts. Good morning, Holly. Yar, BTs. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, oh, first off, oh, for yeah. the uh, thank, hello, first of all. Second of all, thank you for taking pity on us and, yes. and, and helping us out. You know what? When my tiny violin needs to be played, I'm happy to bust it out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Let's talk about, you're welcome. Anytime. Anything for you guys. Uh, let's talk about Beyonce's new album, which was released at midnight tonight. <gasps> yes. Renaissance. What, what do we know about it? Well, what we know about it, uh, Jason, is that this is a dance album. There's lots of language in it. And it's something that you're going to want to play in your party, in your living room, and you're going to want to dance about. I did listen to a couple of tracks this morning. Just a little taste test for you guys. 16 tracks. Ooh, Six. and, yeah. And are you loving it? or? I'm digging it. You are? Is yes. it So a lot of, uh, Holly, you said it's a, more dancey. Is, so more up-tempo? Because, you know, 
I, I, these mid-tempo slow ones, I can't stand. I'm, I need, I want to dance, girl. I want some single lady action up in here. Well, I don't think you're going to get that from Beyonce's Renaissance, but you are getting a lot of house music from the early 90s. You're getting a lot of dance tracks, synths, and uh, things that, it, it's not going to be like the club thumper, I think, that you expect it to be. And I didn't hear any song that would rival single ladies in oh. terms of its cultural impact. I don't okay. think there's going to be a breakout single from uh, Beyonce's Renaissance, but it is here. People are loving it, and maybe you already had listened to it because the album leaked a couple of days ago online. Yeah, that's true. A lot of fans, though, didn't listen. Thank goodness. I'll be listening this weekend. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm going to download it. I'm gonna... That's what the kids do now. They download things, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Holly's here. We got to play it at least once. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Thank you. Now, guys, uh, Jason, Alexis, I don't know if you have been following the very extremely low stakes drama that has been playing out between JoJo Siwa and Candace Cameron Bure. We, every nook and cranny of the story, we have been interested in, Holly. Well, let's get into this crevice, Jason. Bust out the gold bond medicated powder for this detail of this story. But there's more. But wait, there's more. So last we left off with JoJo Siwa and Candace Cameron Bure. Candace Cameron Bure revealed on her Instagram account that she had a telephone call with JoJo Siwa concerning JoJo Siwa's TikTok gossip that Candace Cameron Bure was the worst celebrity that she had ever met. So Candace Cameron Bure kind of shaded JoJo Siwa, basically blaming JoJo Siwa for airing out dirty laundry on the internet, being no, no, no. Well, now JoJo Siwa is clapping back, saying that Candace Cameron Bure didn't share all the details of their meeting after JoJo Siwa called her the worst celebrity she had ever met. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Go ahead. I was going to say, now suddenly I'm interested again. (laughs) What details specifically is she talking about? Well, JoJo Siwa elaborated about their conversation to page six. She said, we did speak on the phone. She, Candace Cameron Bure, shared that in her Instagram video. However, JoJo Siwa said of their meeting, it was an after party that she didn't want to take a picture with me. And I was okay with that, said JoJo. But then JoJo said she turned around and when she looked back, Candace Cameron Bure was taking pictures with other kids. <gasps> oh. Now, come on there. Come on there, Full House. Wow. What are you doing? That's rude. Was JoJo already kind of a known person on the dance squad and, and show? or I think she would have been famous in the realm of dance moms. But uh-huh. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Unless you were unless you were watching Dance Moms at the height of its popularity, you probably wouldn't know JoJo Siwa from your Maddie Ziegler's from right. your Honey Boo Boo's, really. So yeah. what was it about her? Was it that tight side ponytail, maybe? 
Jojo Siwa <laughs> or just her face? Like, why, why say no to her, but then yes, turn around and say yes to all these other little kids? You, you know, know that is like, a mystery. What's going on? Yeah. Come on. Your, your guess is as good as ours, Lex. <laughs> yeah. Let's just blame it on that ponytail and that yeah. big bow. Okay, Holly, can I, in our last minute, because uh, uh, you're such a pop, col- a, a pop culture maven and you're like us, you have so much useless knowledge in that beautiful head of yours. Uh, as far as, you know, thank God we have these jobs, right? <laughs> uh, have you seen the, the blonde trailer, Holly? I have seen the blonde trailer, Jason. Your reaction? Wow, Ana de Armas has the look down? As far as the character, that is TBD yet to be determined. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it, yeah. I, and I, as far as the NC-17 rating, I was going to say, I think we're getting, uh, what did Alexis, what did you call them, boobalies? Yes, boobages. <laughs> boobages. <laughs> we're seeing it all. <laughs> yeah. I think also there might be some pretty ex- uh, sexually explicit scenes because in order for the MPAA to hand out an NC-17 rating, which means that nobody under 17 can even sneak into the theater, there has to be something that's pretty explicit, not just boobages. Yeah, more than yeah. that. I, I have a feeling it's we're going to see a lot of body parts. I think male. Thank you. Yes. Male and female. I do. I think we may even see something from a man. Whoa. I mean, what a concept. Jason. What a concept. <laughs> what a concept. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we're going to have elephant trunks left and right. Left and right, Holly. Okay, final piece of uh, news, uh, because <sighs> Holly is ever-changing but always beautiful. Did you like that, Holly? Did you like how <laughs> Ever-changing but always beautiful. Truth. What color is your hair right now? My hair is a lovely shade of blonde. It is yes. lovely. It is lovely. You're doing it right, piece by piece. Yes, you are, Holly. You it's are not doing it right. breaking off or anything. It's gorgeous. It looks so good, Holly Roberts. Looks so good. Oh, there she you. is. Our only friend at the station, Holly Roberts, everybody. (laughs) Thank you, Holly. The the only person who likes us now. Thank you. You can hear Holly on Colleen and Bradley. We're going to take a break. Uh, We're going to end the show with some funnies. That's right, when we come back. Okay, welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, Okay. This proves that we listen to you, specifically our uh, our tried and trues, the people that are here, morning, noon, night, rain, sleet, snow. Now, last week, leading up to that uh, third, uh, 20th birthday party, we played some, Rocco provided us a great treasure trove of, uh, of funny moments from the past 20, uh, well, for Lex and, Lex and I, the 15, 16 years. Yeah. And the thing, and Lex, so we started getting requests of uh, of things that they people rewant wanted us to replay. You know, we did a few birthday pranks, we did a few dear diaries, we got to everything, but one of the most requested things. So we thought it would be fun to end Friday uh, a half hour of laughs, and the most, the second most requested thing, other than big ass weenie, dear diary, (laughs) gosh, was burying Lex. Uh, and we did not get a chance to play it. So we're going to play it now because A, Rocco works so hard on it, and B, it's funny as hell. So if you don't remember, the quick setup is uh, there was a story that caught Alexis, Dawn, and I's attention, 
And that was that people were being removed from Disney World after dumping their relatives' ashes um, in Disney World. And Alexis and I was like, well, uh, we started talking about where would we want to be dumped. And I had like one place, just South Fork. Dawn had one place. And then it gets to Alexis. She's like, well, <laughs> I would have Jake, my brother, maybe a few ashes in New Jersey. And then a few in Okinawa. <laughs> and she starts going off on this list. And Dawn and I are dying. So it became this funny thing where Rocco turned it into a show called Burying Lex. On the next Burying Lex. Has anyone seen Jake? Who? Alexis's brother. He was on his way to Japan to scatter Alexis's ashes on that big mountain. Why is her crocheted tampon bag here in Minneapolis? It contains a third of a cup of her ashes. Jake needs them. <laughs> My God. He's padless on Mount Fuji. <laughs> Meanwhile, Angel is found behind an antique store in Lincroft, New Jersey, stuffing teaspoons of Alexis into creepy baby doll heads. One eleven, one ten. Sir, I'm gonna need you to drop the baby dolls and show your hands. But officer, it's my wife. Not in New Jersey, it's not. Now put down the doll. I love you, honey. Barry and Lex, Tuesdays on DLC. <laughs> so. Uh, that's on. Oh. That's Rocco uh, playing the role of Angel. So then, that's that, my life. That's my life, honey. So that we played that once. That was going to be a one-off. Yeah. But you guys loved that so much yeah. that Rocco did several more episodes. Here's episode two of Burying Lex on TLC. On the next Burying Lex. Oh no. What now? I just got a call from the San Diego Zoo. Oh no, did the panda costume not fool zoo security? No, it did. Jake snuck Alexis's ashes into the panda exhibit perfectly. Great! But the costume smelled a bit funky because nobody ever washed it. And the scent really turned on the giant panda. And it hung Jake to death inside the panda costume. <laughs> oh my god! But wait, it gets better! <laughs> MSP Airport Security. Mr. Toro, can you explain why all you're bringing with you on this flight is a bag full of granny panties, each filled with some sort of white powder? But officer, it's my wife. <laughs> you're gonna have to come with me. Leave the bag there, sir. I love you, honey. Burying Lex, Tuesdays on TLC. That's right. And Rocco wasn't done yet, because this was in the fall. This was during the fall season. So uh, Rocco's like, well, you know, like some shows uh, back in the 80s, they had holiday specials. You know, they had uh, big holiday specials, uh, Valentine's. Anyway, mm -hmm. shows don't do that a lot anymore. So this was around Halloween. So Rocco thought it would be funny to do a Halloween episode of, <laughs> of Burying Lex. Look at this. On a special Halloween edition of Burying Lex. Dawn's paranormal team communicates with Alexis's ghost. If y'all can hear us speaking to this vacuum cleaner nozzle that we pretend can hear ghosts. Ghosts! You guys, it's her! Alexis! We buried one-third of one cubic centigram of your ashes in Dr. White's dental sock! The hottest dentist in town! <laughs> now, Alexis! Tell us how to contact your home planet. We've got your last half a kilo to give to your alien birth parents. What did the guy who died on Mount Everest have for his last meal? Burritos! That was 
Grandma's an afterlife dad joke with Alexis. <laughs> the burrito place! Does anybody remember how to get there? I think you take a left at the Roseville Auto Zone, and then it's 50 paces east until you run into a purple dry cleaner van? Knock three times and ask for Rodrigo. You guys, it's closed on Mondays. Can you go tomorrow? Meanwhile, at a garage sale in Shoreview, Angel accidentally spills some almond butter on his Timberwolves tracksuit. 911, what's your emergency? There's a naked man in my garage. He keeps shouting at me to give him dawn dish soap. It works on the dogs. It works on the dogs. I think he's putting cocaine on my Hello Kitty doll. It's my wife. Sir, just get out of here. I love you, honey. The Halloween episode of Burying Lex tonight on TLC. Oh okay, God. the duck reference. We always have to explain that. Oh. Didn't you have a stain or something, Lex? And yes. Dawn, yeah, someone recommended Dawn. What was that? Well, so I um, had some almond butter, and you know, almond butter, it's all separated. There's a bunch of oil at the yeah. top, and you have to mix it. And so I was doing that, and I was wearing one of my brand new dresses that I loved. And I got some of the oil just dripped all down the front when I was trying to mix it. And so Dawn, I guess, I didn't tell her this was happening, but she looked up into the other studio. There's glass between the two. And I was wearing Lori and Julia's black poncho, but no no clothes. <laughs> because I went to the kitchen to try to get the soap out, and I used Dawn dish soap because it works on the ducks. It works on the ducks. It can help with... My oil stain here. Yeah. And it did oh. work, by the way. It did. Just, yeah. Just in case you have the same issue. Well, we're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, um, I'm not over drama. I'm not overselling this, but oh. probably one of my favorite things Rocco has ever put together for us because it's so elaborate. It is, it is the Bearing Lex series finale. Oh my God. Featuring basically everybody that works here, and um, <laughs> it's so good. Now, before I uh, before we break, I'm uh, going to tell you, uh, listener rewards are oh, really yes. hot for the last days of uh, July. Win a $250 gift card to Abbott Paint and Carpet, gift cards to uh, Quick Trip, Crisp and Green, and uh, tickets to the Cat Video Festival. And uh, speaking of that, it's uh, coming up here. So, and don't forget a dollar of each. Ticket goes to the Animal Humane Society. When we come back, the series finale of Bearing Lex. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk and MyTalk1071.com and on our My Talk app. Please go download that. I'm Jace with Lex, rolling the end of the weekend. Friday. Hope you have a good one planned. So, last week in the lead up to the 20th anniversary bash we were playing some of uh, your favorite moments from 20 years laughing our butt off and uh, we did a couple of those uh when uh lex was under the weather and uh so we saved some for when you returned so we could laugh together and one of the most requested from all of you on twitter or email whatever was burying lex <laughs> we're getting a which, lot of funny emails too as oh, we're listening God. right now thank you this was a fake show that we created uh, that we said was on TLC. And Rocco then proceeded to create some promos oh, and some recaps. He's brilliant. He's so good. And it all had to do. It started from a story that we read 
about this Yahoo who was banned from Disney after dumping his dead relative's ashes at like the haunted mansion. And Disney released a statement. It was like, he can't do this. <laughs> so then we were, we turned it into a conversation of like, oh, okay, where, where would we dump our ashes? And Dawn had, you know, uh, one answer. And I said, South Fork. And then Alexis starts pontificating <laughs> of all the places that she would make Jake, her younger brother, dump her. A little bit here, a little, little bit here. Why and, not? And we're dying laughing. Like Dawn and I are just laughing. And then Rocco ran with that. So I, I, All the different played... references that he brought into this oh. conversation. So funny. So you've heard the first three episodes, the Halloween episode, and now this is the finale. <laughs> this is the series finale. And again, I'm not trying to overhype this, but Dear Diaries, Passing Notes, every out of all the things Rocco production-wise has done for us, this is probably one of my favorites, uh, just because it's so elaborate. It's like the it's like the it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming together. It really is. That's true. It's like, it's like Avengers Endgame uh, <laughs> for us. Here is the series finale of Burying Lex. On the thrilling series finale of Burying Lex, Jason tries to get in on the action. Oh, hi, TLC. This is TV personality Jason Matheson. <laughs> I understand you're wrapping up the Burying Lex show. Have you ever thought of a spinoff? You know how the Jeffersons was a spinoff of All in the Family and Mork and Mindy was a spinoff. Yeah, hi, Jason. We're going to go ahead and pass right now. Yeah, but I, I want my ashes scattered at South Fork. Just picture it. Linda Gray and Patrick Duffy wearing black in tears while the sad version of the Dallas theme plays. You know the sad version. It goes yeah, like... Jason, we've already green-lighted our next funeral show, and actually, you might know him. It's called Farewell to the Golden Guy, Bradley Trainer on the Lanai. I'm hanging up. Minutes later. Uh, hi, TLC. This is Lance to Hevelin Jason, we get it. If you want to be in the finale, get down to the burrito place ASAP. Don and Angel figured out it was like the secret communication base to Alexis's home planet, and her alien birth parents are sending a space shuttle to pick you up in like 20 minutes. Uh, shouldn't Angel go? Um, in a dramatic twist, Angel and Don ran off together to form the latest celebrity couple. They're calling themselves Donhel. That's kind of weird, but it works. I'll be right down. Okay, take a left by the Roseville Auto Zone, then 50 paces east. Later at the burrito place. Welcome, Jason. Strap in for the 30,000 light year journey to the planet Craft On. Um, this section seems like steerage to me. Is there like a first class area? Maybe somewhere where the drinks aren't, you know, in plastic cups? 20,000 light years later. Enjoying the ride, Jason. Can I just say, I've been on Space Mountain hundreds of times this month. And I think Disney Imagineers really nailed it. You know, Colin and I were at the Magic Kingdom in April, May, June, <laughs> July, August, September, and October. And we usually get the VIP Fast Pass because... 15,000 light years later. And then we usually finish with the lobster bisque at the Epcot France Pavilion. Do not try the one at the Cinderella's Cafeteria. We have arrived at our destination. The planet cracked on. Presenting Alexis's birth mother. Hi there, got our girl's ashes, Jason? Katie K9 is Alexis's alien birth mother. 
<laughs> You're close, Jason. Katie's my sister. I'm Connie Crochet, queen of the planet Crafton. Katie's from Animal Planet. There's a real Animal Planet? You bet Uranus. Now, may I have the last cup of and a half of Alexis's ashes? Oh, about that? I may only have three quarters of a cup. I had to stop by the Munchichi factory in Taiwan and the tree in New Jersey where Alexis saw some kids junk up his shorts. Hmm, that's gonna make it tough. But it should be enough to craft her back to life. You can do that on this planet? You bet your- Once was good. You're right. Now, exacto, goo gun. Yes, honey. Bring me the nitty needles of life. We're on it. Pearl one, knit three. Pearl one, knit three. Bring Alexis back to me. Alexis, you're alive. Aw, see, it did get better. Thanks, Mom. Burying Lex, the thrilling 17-part conclusion, starts Sunday on TLC. So good. Oh, so good. Ooh. Oh. Katie, okay. Oh. Katie K9's appearance in that. I remember the first time we listened to that. We died, Lex. We died. Okay, I'm going to try to squeeze this. I definitely this. think we peed our pants in. I'm going to try to squeeze this into, Lex, this is a, from 2011, within okay. three or four years of starting the show, when you went to buy something from a Craigslist ad at a creepy-ass house, and you were going to go alone, and I was trying to convince you not to go alone. This is a way back one. Listen to as much as we can here. I couldn't be nicer. Yes, grabbing so nice. Grabbing his tools. Alexis, dressed in a skirt, high heels, all ready to go to the Women's Wellness Series. Jason, basically in my pajamas. Jeans and a t-shirt. Je- jeans and a t-shirt. I'm in my after-school clothes. Dude starts taking, starts using, what's that tool called, Lex? A socket wrench. Whatever. Starts undoing a bolt or a screw or a nut or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm standing there, and he looks at Alexis like, well, okay, we need to take this other one off here. Alexis grabs the wrench thing uh-huh. and starts doing it squats in her skirt <laughs> and heels and i'm standing there with my you know thumb up my nose like uh, because i have no idea i don't know how to use what, the wrench thing the socket, the socket wrench, wrench. Yes. i don't know how to use it i was watching like, i'll hold this i'll hold it so i the only thing i could do was step on the thing so it wouldn't tip over and i said i felt so like cindy brady i literally felt like i should be standing there saying sea sales by the thesaur that's because <laughs> do nothing else i was worthless as boobs on a turtle i just i could do nothing else it was horrible and i didn't even realize how embarrassing i was for a couple minutes because i had no shame and then i looked down at you and i'm like alexis is squatting in her heels and skirt while unscrewing a boxing thing and dude is doing the other one and i'm doing absolutely nothing so I felt guilty enough that when, uh, I mean, the little girl. I didn't even notice either. I'm just sitting there he had doing a th- it. His little girl came out and uh, the dude was like, Daddy needs a socket wrench. And even the girl knew what the socket wrench was. And she. <laughs> so I didn't want you bought it for on hell, right? Yes. Oh, it was. It's a boxing bag with its own stand. And uh-huh. we had to we had to disassemble it because it was in the guy's basement. And I was like, I can't go by myself. And luckily you came with me. Yeah. But yeah, uh-huh. no help. <laughs> no, I did nothing. They Lex is in it. I'm not joking. In a skirt, 
She's um, bending down in the skirt, building this, and I'm just standing there because I'm clueless of what to do. Yeah, right. We fit it in right before a women's wellness series. Well, yeah, we sure yeah, did. The, We're uh, all dressed up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna do it for us. If you're listening and you're a kid that's being bullied, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong, right, Lex? Yeah, you don't know what the socket wrench is. It's okay. Yeah, it's be, all right. You be you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday, everyone. Happy weekend. We love you so much. We'll talk on Monday, Donna and. Steve. Steve up next. Bye for now. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know eight out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.